Welcome to the Great and Grind podcast. Uh, it's actually been quite a while yeah, since we've put one out. We've been a bit uh, lax. I'm not going to say that. We can, we can blame Odidi for that. I won't say we were lax. Uh, we were. No, but fine. Anyway. <laughs> um, music is by none other than Crescent Martian. Um, yeah, so this week's episode is... About oh, this one makes me stress, stress, yeah. Anxiety. We're gonna be talking Ooh. about money, money, our relationship with money, and as a couple, how do we manage? Yeah, you know, we live together, so how do we manage finances in a relationship? Yeah, and how to navigate that, and how we, I guess, we are at the point that we are now with regards to finances in our relationship, so yeah, yeah. okay, anyways, so how about you kick us off? Um what is your history like with money growing up and stuff like finances at the at home and obviously like um you know what my parents my parents were very transparent at least that's the perception or that's the perception i had and they sort of were honest um not that i knew obviously exactly what was in my parents' bank accounts or whatever, but I felt like when they were like, okay, it's tough times or money's tight, we got a budget or you got to, we got to be more responsible. You can't have everything and anything you want. Um, you know, they would, they would be honest to say, uh-huh. okay. Um, but there was never, it's funny, when there were tough times, it was like, okay, are we going through tough times? But it was never like announced when things were okay. It was just uh-huh. okay. Um yeah, you know what? I actually, when I was younger, I didn't know what my situation was. But a li- as the older I got, the disparity or the difference between my my parents are divorced, so the difference between my mother's financial situation and my father's financial situation. Uh, I was aware of just because mm. they were different. Yeah. However, even in that, it was so strange. Um, my dad's place was a two-income household um, and therefore it was, I would even say, better off than a single-income household, which was my yeah. mom. Um, and when I was younger, though, even though there was an understanding that my mom had less money than my dad or whatever, it was weird because I guess I'm my mom's only child. Yeah. So I didn't feel that that necessary, that pinch as as it was described or like how she would talk about money struggles. I didn't necessarily feel it as a child. As, mm. as much as I was conscious and aware and she, you know, she would be very honest and open. Yeah. As a child, like just thinking back, obviously this is now in hindsight, in the moment I really didn't think much of it because she would spoil me. She would be the one to still buy me the things I wanted. She would, you know, and um, even I guess both my parents, I felt very, I don't want to say spoiled, but I definitely didn't want or yearn for anything. Like if I wanted something, most likely in a Mm. matter of time, I'd be able to get it. So finances... I had no real concept of money. I knew that, okay, we were okay because mm. I could get what I wanted. How is finances for you? What was your um, thought as a kid or so for of me, your home situation? So I think for me um, at home, 
growing up. This is preteen. Preteen, yeah, yeah, I guess preteen. You know, it was. I, I obviously knew we we weren't affluent, whatever the case might be, um, but my parents sent me to an inverted commas model C school, and so fine. And then in the hood, uh, we had um, you know I would get Lion King like the the VHS tape. Yeah, don't say DVD. You're <laughs> no. too old for that. <laughs> VHS tape come through <laughs> and then people come through to watch at my house and those kind of things. I mean, I remember we had um, the Mnet um, subscription at some point. I don't even think we had that. I don't so, remember having, I remember <laughs> open time. It's Friday, as if you didn't know. So sit back and enjoy today's open time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we had, were, no, we had So you were time. good, good. No, 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 no. We had open time, but then. Everyone had open time. Yeah, but I mean, I remember at some point we had, I think we had a subscription at some point to Mnet um, because I think as a, I just life's re- good, eh? No, I think things <laughs> things changed. I think when my parents separated, um, I think maybe around six or whatever. Then that's when things changed, and then I think I noticed the financial things because then I remember getting we got repossessed and those kind of things. So, but you conscious of that? Did you know what repossessed was? Or yeah. is that something you know no, now in no. hindsight? No, totally repossessed. Hey, they took. I mean, they came and. I mean, they came back from school and there's no furniture in the house. It's gone. You joke? No, like legit. So, <clears throat> so it sure. was. So it was that heck. So obviously, at that stage, it's like you know, it's in your face, um, and then. And did you correlate? The stuff being gone, the furniture, the things, to money. Like yeah, well, six, I was told. Yeah, old. so I told. I was told like, yo, this is why because um, we cannot pay yeah, for this stuff. Yeah, it's just, and then, um, and then what happened? Um, and then obviously, and then my dad would come and visit or come outside and meet me or pick me up. And then he lived in the suburbs. I left or whatever. Yeah. So I had the two worlds, you know. So now. So then I was like, oh, okay, my dad's still okay, right? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Is still working. I mean, mom's still working as well. But so the, I guess the concept of money now, I'm starting to see it. And I was like, um, my dad was always someone who's like, yo, flashy in terms of clothes or whatever. He always wants the best clothes. Always, you know, he's always, he's, I guess he's still it that It sounds person. like a black man trait though. <laughs> yeah. It sounds but like so, that generation trait. <laughs> so yeah, he's still that guy. So he... Um, brings me clothes and then, or take me to wherever, you know, it was like, and then I come back home. Not that things were bad at home because mom managed to rebuild as well yeah. and get new stuff, whatever the case might be. But it wasn't, I guess, to the same extent as what my dad was doing. So yeah. I know I want to get something cool from my dad. You know, got my first Nintendo video game. He bought me Nintendo. I was like, yo, so it's crazy because I think I was two years out of high school and then obviously living my best life now, you know, I'm bartending, making my own money or whatever. And also the story's jumped from sorry. six to 18. No, but no, no, <laughs> no, but, I don't share, please. I'm but, joking. But at that, I remember my grand was essentially pissed with me and she was like, she sat me down and she was um, like, just angry at me for something. I, was, I don't remember what, but she was like, at that point she was like, you don't, you know, you're so ungrateful. You even remember that. Do you even know that your dad even took a loan out for you to go to Argentina? I was like, oh, flip. No, I did not know. 
and then now when I look back at all those times with my dad oh, and everything. Like when you were younger than Nintendo's yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and all those things. So now when I look back at my dad, all the things that he did, not just him, but um, my mom as well, but more so him, is that that's where I learned the thing of the mentality of I'll make a plan. Um, I think for me, what I when I realized or when I knew what the economic situation was at home, like you were saying, like the repossession, the change in things. I think what made me notice the difference between my mom and dad, because they were obviously also separated, mm. was also like with my mom, we moved around a lot more. Yeah. So even though, I mean, I think in hindsight, I'm aware of situations where my mom was like, oh, I think my mom sheltered me a lot. That's what I mean. Is that like we moved around a lot, but whenever things I think got tough for her financially, she didn't want me to experience that. So she would like, I'd go visit my dad and because yeah. I already had a relationship with him that it didn't seem odd. Like I wasn't like, oh, this is fishy. Where, mm. why am I going? Whatever the case may be. It was just yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm going to visit my dad, which now I'm older. She would tell me, oh, it's when she was going through tough financial times that she would then... Movie um, thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, but I did notice because I'll go to my dad and we'll come back or we'd be moved into a different apartment or a different house or whatever the case mm. would be that that's when I, I, I think I've picked up or, you know, got an understanding of, okay, things yeah. are financially different here. Yeah. Where there was only one home with my dad. Yeah. I mean, I guess parents do what they have to do, hey? Yeah. So now... In terms of um, at school and and stuff, did you notice any? Well, like you said, you went to a model C school. Yeah. Um, I went to a private school. In the beginning, when I was young, like your primary school years, yeah. I didn't notice. Again, I don't know that money was something that I noticed. I mean, I was aware. I wasn't. I was naive or unaware. Um, but then again, all my friends went to a private school. So mm. there wasn't, you know, in primary school days, there wasn't any disparity then. I think it's when I got to junior high or slightly older that I was like, oh. Junior high is not a thing, man. But anyways. <laughs> it really is, though. It's like from grade not seven to grade nine. Um, it really is. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I knew, I remember being in grade two and my dad, I remember being like show and tell and my dad was on the, uh, in a magazine mm. for millionaires under 40 or whatever. I mean, he wasn't that under like, 40. He was literally uh -huh. 39. <laughs> he was Still one of those the guys on the uh -huh. list that literally just made the list. <laughs> Still under 40. <laughs> 39.5 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean I was in grade 2 so I mean I didn't I knew it meant I knew a millionaire was somebody who had lots of money Yeah. but never did I actually feel like we you were millionaires or whatever yeah yeah like I never I mean you're grade 2 I wanted dolls and yeah. toys and there wasn't even knowing that my mom wasn't a millionaire like my father my mom would get me Things. The the expensive toys and yeah. whatever. So it was it was weird. I didn't quite have a full grasp on finances mm. at that stage. And you did you because like you're saying you lived in the hood. Yeah. 
and you were in a Model C, did you feel like? Yeah, man. I mean, there was a clear difference, or you had an understanding. Well, for um, I mean, at school you'd notice that there are kids who have more money or come from more affluent families, whatever the case might be. Um, um, just because I think at the time we would gauge it by where they live in the hood or where they live in the suburbs. So, I mean, I remember going to a party um, at one of the girls' houses. I mean, Wasanga and I still talk about this to this day, I think. <laughs> but, like, you know, first time, you know, it was this jacuzzi, it's a big house, you know, we're like, yo, welcome to the good life. Uh, Terrence, Terrence Spoggs, Terrence Spoggs' party. <laughs> well, shout out to so, you, Terrence. So, you know, so you <laughs> see those things, you know, you go to those houses and you get to experience things for the first time. Some things for the first time that you wouldn't necessarily experience, you know. Um, so, yeah, I guess you were aware or I was aware of <clears throat> of the disparities of, um, I mean, even from that age in black primary school. And mm. then moving to PE, um, grade, four, okay. grade four time. Um, yeah, I think... I can't remember. I think everyone, it's just, I guess it felt that everyone was on the, on same, the same page. Yeah. And in, in grade that's, four. That's kind of how I felt growing up. Like mm. that we were all on the same page until high school. And then, um, so like I said, obviously like I felt the disparities or noticed the difference in, in high school. Yeah. What was your high school situation? Like did, when did you start getting an allowance? Rather, let me ask that. Um, I don't know. Um, or did you ever get an allowance? I, I don't think it was ever deemed an allowance, but I mean, I remember my because my aunt left for Saudi or moved to Saudi and I was in grade five, so she would, I guess, that's when I guess started. Maybe I was because I was getting somewhat some sort of an allowance because obviously I was living with my cousins as well. So, fine, yes, they were getting an allowance. But mine was less, so I think to keep um, the f- uh, family dynamics. I don't know. Obviously, parents do what parents do. Yeah. Adults do what adults do. You know, um, so that as kids we don't think, oh, the, why are they getting? I'm not getting. Yeah, I so mean, you would get, but even yeah, it, it was obviously different. Yeah. So, but I was aware of that. You know, um, that like yours was less. Mine was less. I mean, we'd go to even go to visit um, um, Siva's dad, or whatever in. We'll spend the weekend there. Like when we come back again, he'd be, let's say, argument's sake, he'll give ITNC about 100 bucks and then for me, like 50 bucks, you know? Oh, so okay. that kind of thing is like, yeah. you know, so everyone gets, but, you Yours know, was a little yeah, so be, fine. Different. I think, again, I think because. And again, you, did, did you feel it was. Uh, was your thinking just like okay well i'm not his <clears throat> yeah kids yeah so, so it's not it's just a nice thing that he's actually yeah yeah exactly so me. exactly so I, and i think because maybe of how i i think my dad and my my mom would also try you know send me pocket money yeah but there was a time when it changed or ended um obviously they had gone through things so i wasn't living with them or i was far i was in pe and they were in east london so i didn't know on the ground what was happening mm. so it just stopped, but then I think I was 17 when I decided to 
know, do my own thing. Um, I was somehow stumbled upon my first job as a um, as a clown. So, <laughs> so I made balloon animals. Which you still the, maintain to this day. Yeah, can still make them. <laughs> you know, painted face and everything like that. So we go to Spur and sell and sell balloon animals to people. So then I was getting paid. I think we were exploited very much so. <laughs> but I, yeah, I you mean, were still obviously in school. At yeah, yeah, time, yeah. So I think like was grade ten, grade eleven, one of the two. So. Um, I mean, we're making making money now, making my own Did money. Did you feel like you needed the job or was it just like an opportunity that fell in your lap and you were like, oh, okay, cool, I get to make extra money? Or did you actively search for it and be like, oh, I need this job? I don't think I actively searched for it. But yeah. when it came, I took the opportunity because then I was like, oh, well, um, since I'm not one, my parents aren't able to do this and I don't, yeah. I guess, didn't want to feel like a burden. burden yeah. So I was like, well, I'm definitely going to jump on this and do this. Um, and I felt empowered, you know, as well. So yeah. I did feel like empowered. You could, get, you could yeah, sort yeah. yourself out. Exactly. What would you use your money for at 17? Because no I feel like, <laughs> where, you know, that's why I was asking, did you feel like you needed the job? Because at 17, what do you need a job or money for, you know? I don't know. No idea. I don't even you know. You can't even remember what no, you spent the money I think, on. yeah, we just, I guess, sweets. weekend. Oh, sweets. <laughs> well, I mean, go to movies the, the or whatever. things, alcohol. No. Did you drink it in high school? I think a little bit, but. But not to the extent, yeah. <laughs> yeah not that you needed it. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. So. And did you um, budget that money? Definitely not. <laughs> I don't did, even know. Uh, did a concept, like at home, was, did you. Were your grandparents budgeting? Did you see Siban Ati budget? No. Like, was it a no? There thing? was no, there was no culture around saving, or, budgeting. And did you guys talk about money? As no, a not at all. You see, okay, I personally, I mean, I didn't write down anything or budget as well. I never actively budgeted. So when I was in high school, yeah, about sixteen or fifteen, yeah, I started getting pocket money. And I mean, my mom had opened a bank account for me like yeah. a while back, like when I was probably 10 years old. And I remember my parents, and it's not clear, 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 but there was an attempt to teach me some sort of financial literacy. Yeah. So I remember even though, oh, and I don't even know if this is accurate, I might even just be <laughs> thinking it. Um, but I think like my mom even, she would put money in my account and say, okay, you go buy your own toiletries yeah. type of thing. Even though I never had to work for the money or anything like that, it was a thing of, okay, you need to know how much each thing costs mm. or whatever, and you swipe your own card and sort of get into that that culture. So I never actually worked for that money. I did, though, have a job or a kind of job in high school. Mm. It wasn't consistent. It wasn't what any did, pressure. It was do? working for my parents. <laughs> so, yeah. so I don't know if it counts because um, my dad and laws, um, they had a a consulting firm. And so I think like during holidays, I'd be a PA or I'd do filing mm -hmm. or I'd help with like you like cold calling yeah. and surveys <laughs> and whatever the case may be so so i've i've i have had to work for money but not really yeah because if i decided parents, today yeah. oh i want to chill or go somewhere with friends yeah, yeah. i want to go somewhere with friends fine they wouldn't be happy they'd be like oh this is so irresponsible of you but 
yeah. it wouldn't negatively impact my lifestyle mm. or anything like that. So in high school, I got pocket money and I definitely did not use use it um, <laughs> for what I needed to. So like, <laughs> and plus I had two parents. So yeah. my dad would give me pocket money and my mom, mom would give well. me pocket money. And of course, some of it, I remember at some stage, the whole toiletry thing was also still like, you're going to use this to get toiletries, whatever. Mm. And I remember using it for recreational stuff and then going to my mom and saying, oh, yeah, I, need I need pocket money yeah. or whatever. I need toiletry money <laughs> or oh God, or like if I'm going grocery shopping with the parents, I'll put like some of my toiletry yeah. items in the trolley even <laughs> though um, I was supposed to purchase these with my own money. So, yeah. I wish I had some sort of financial literacy because the money I was making at Premi, I was making a lot of money at Premi. Yeah. And if I, you know, if I was financially smart, financially smart, then, you know, things could have been different in inverted commas or who knows, but I still don't regret it. But um, I think after high school, it was a lot different to your yeah. fast life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, fast. Not to say that my life wasn't fast. <laughs> yeah, It was, but mm. I think I definitely had a lot more responsibility because I was, you know, straight after matric, literally f- Two months after matric, um, yeah. my father drove me down to PE. And for the first time in my whole life, I was on my own on yeah. my eighth. <laughs> and I I mean, I was still getting the pocket money I was getting in Joburg. But mm-hmm. if you compare also the lifestyle. Yeah. Or not lifestyle, rather. Let me not make it seem like I was living a, a fancy <laughs> lifestyle because that wasn't it the at lifestyle all. Lifestyle of rich but and famous. Definitely not. <laughs> I think the cost of living, and I think we even still talk about this today, like yeah. the, the a cocktail at, at um, what's that place in Stanley in PE? Oh, salt. Salt versus salt. a cocktail here at like even Dopier Zero. I mean, yeah. it's a big difference. So I think the cost of living in Joburg versus PE. So I was still getting, and maybe even my parents were giving me a little extra than what I was getting when I was staying at home, because obviously now I'm on my own, and that just felt like in PE I could, you You know, have the live my best life. You felt like you're in the Millionaire Book magazine. (laughs) Not quite Millionaire, but it was it was a good time. It was a good time, and so my first year, I think with that with the lack of responsibility and freedom. Yeah. I mean, the the lack of responsibility and the, f- not lack of freedom. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely was a whirlwind. And then my second year came around and I didn't do so well academically yeah. and my parents decided to intervene financially yeah. and like become a lot more stricter. And as well as that, I was no longer staying at res. Yeah. So things like, I remember they would put food into my student card oh, yeah. food money as well as give me pocket money mm. as well as whatever so now they would give me money but i had to essentially budget yeah i was gonna say so when month. did you so you essentially second, was second year. year yeah second year started. was i guess the first time that i actually had to go okay how is this money gonna last me yeah. the whole month because it's rent it's yeah food it's transport it's you know, whatever else that I need yeah. for it. And my parents were a lot more stricter after the mess of first year. They were like, oh, no, you can't just call and get money. Yeah. You have to, what we give you, you have to make work. Mm. So I think the anxiety around money lasting and not being able to get access to more money um, and the need for budgeting sort of 
came, yeah, mm. second year. How old am you? 19 years, about 19, yeah. 20. Mm. Yeah, I see, because that's crazy. Because for me, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> you know, it's like budgeting, you know, living in PE, you're right, you know, I'm working, but making peanuts, like peanuts, working. I'm a working man now, mm-hmm. but I was making peanuts and not at a restaurant, not the, when I started working yeah. at rap. I was making, when I look back, I was making yeah, peanuts. I'm even shocked. Yeah, and I'm like, me. I just, I can't understand how able to go on dates when you and I met, go on dates, um, yeah. do the things we're doing. I still have questions about that, like sushi, exactly, champagne. Exactly. And then, like, and then go to night markets, go do all these things. I'm still shocked. I essentially started um, being stressed about money really when I moved to Joburg because now I'm like, you this, oh my word. Because I actually do remember that when you yeah. got a job offer and they asked you how much you want. Yeah, because in my and mind, I was doubling my salary. And you know, or OD <laughs> says some measly amount. He like requests in an email. He's like, well, I just want, you know, and it's some <laughs> measly amount. And I'm like, oh, Didi, no, you got to ask for more. And he says, no, I don't want to be greedy. And when we got to Joburg, he's like, Kamala, I should have listened to you. Yeah, because, <laughs> because the thing is, like I said, I was doubling my money. I was doubling when I was like, ugh. Yeah, because I'm doubling what, what, I, what I was getting. PE, but, but little did I know, or didn't think of at the time was that 60% of that money is going to go to rent for yeah. one. So I was and like, then, yeah. and then stress upon stress upon stress, you know. So yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. Hey, oh, how did we date with those sushi things? Because I didn't. Because you started working as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I had to start working later. Um, I think my third year I had to get a job because I think my parents were like, I think my parents were going through financial difficulties themselves. Both And this time, both my mom and my dad. Um, my dad was just starting a new business. Um, my mom was going through some financial challenges. And so, you know, they helped where they could, but I had to then also now get a job and yeah. pay for rent and food and, and certain things I needed. Um, but when we started, to, I remember also my attitude, I guess, because I came from having money yeah. when I was dating young in my younger days. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely was not about men paying for me. Yeah. Like I was like, my dating culture was like, oh, if we go out, we're splitting the bill 50 50. Yeah. That changed very quickly when I got to PE. <laughs> One, because my Cosa Queens taught me better. Shout out. <laughs> and, and two, just because my financial situation changed so drastically. Yeah. So yeah. I am very okay with a man stepping up and starting to pay. Um, yeah. And so when we met, actually, at that stage, I had, um, I was still, it was still a difficult pill to swallow. I think I was still transitioning where. I still wanted to, yeah, you know, pull my weight or whatever the case it be. Like, on yeah, I mean, we had conversations, yeah, I remember. Um, yeah. But then I remember also just relinquishing some some sort of control to say, okay, well, if you want to pay, if you want to buy this, okay, yeah, you pay. But I mean, but I mean, I think that uh, one of your biggest pet peeves um, was again that culture that I was speaking of that I learned from my dad, the hustling thing of. I'll make a plan. Don't worry, I'll make a plan. When things were seemingly tough, even in PE, I was like, don't worry, I'll make a plan. Yeah. I got us. Um, and fine, 
Um, oh, I hated that book. Exactly. Ask, what is the plan? And, and I, you wouldn't have one. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, but I'm going to make one. Don't worry, we'll sort it out. We'll, like, we'll be no, fine. Then you have to, but then you also, <laughs> I think the reason why it was a pet peeve for me was because it's, I think, in, especially when we start dating like, yeah. properly, like boyfriend, girlfriend, I think when a financial situation comes up and we are dating and we're together and we're in a long-term relationship and there's financial stress and you say, don't worry about it, I'll make a plan. Mm. Where is the transparency and the honesty to say, okay, fine, I don't have a plan yet, but when I do think of the plan, I will tell you. Mm. You didn't do that. You were like, I'll sort it out. Don't ask questions. Don't do this. I'll fix it. As opposed to actually having me on that journey with you. And I think that's what's changed in like from the beginning of our relationship to us living together now yeah. or in the last, well, say four years. Yeah. Is that we we're so much more transparent. It yeah, yeah. it doesn't just fly to say, This is my situation or don't worry about it or whatever. Yeah. No, I need to be every step of the way. Yeah, look, it was very difficult to um to get to that point, it wasn't wasn't easy. Obviously, um, th- unlearning those bad habits and those things, you know. Yeah, um, from your yeah, dad exactly. To say, it's okay. You'll figure I'll it out. I'll take a bank loan out, yeah. and I won't let you know about exactly, it. Exactly, you know. That you'll find out through the grapevine. Yeah, but I'll so, sort you out. Exactly. So those things were hard to unlearn. Um, but I mean, I think for me, I think the biggest turning point came when you were in Japan, and you were earning more than me. And so I I remember feel at that, I remember, I think that's when the turning point came because I was humble. I even said to you, I was like, it's, I think that's when, because I had to humble myself and, and be like, listen, ABC, ABC or whatever the case might be and say, and that whole thing of a man should be earning more and taking care of his partner and all those things, all those things had to, did you have that mentality? Yeah, I remember. I, I, I mean, I, th- I knew you took care of me, but I didn't think that that was your sole mentality. No, no, no. like, I remember, obviously, when we moved after graduating, because I yeah. think when we're in PE, we helped each other out. Yeah. You know, some sometimes I was down and low, mm. uh, and sometimes you were down and low. But yeah, I yeah, think yeah. in PE, there was a little bit more of a balance yeah. of like, Okay, sometimes it's you, sometimes it's me, whatever. But I think when we came to Joburg, yes, I had my family here, but I was in a, you know, just not wanting to take money from mm. them, being a graduate, whatever the case may be, um, and them not really wanting to give me much <laughs> money as well. Um, you took care of us, essentially. I mean, you know, you paid rent. I mean, I, you know, I moved in with you. Yeah. Um, and even though I had a job, which was awful, night <laughs> shift, don't <laughs> ever do night shift, yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, but um, you you took the bulk of the financial responsibility, even if it was for six months or so. Yeah, but I think, you know, so it wasn't, um, I don't think it was like an overt um, mentality thing where it's like, okay, I'm the man, I need to take care of this, I need to do this. But I think obviously, again, goes back to that one thing that we, it seems like a common thread in our episodes is is that uh how we socialize as men you know um so when um so for me i guess it's that i guess the ego and that's why i was like when you're in japan um it was when because you had offered you know to get my ticket to come through to yeah. japan 
And oh, that first, yeah. after the first six months. Yeah, yeah. So, to get out for the Christmas or whatever. Yeah. So, I... I think it was then when I realized that, damn, that's when I humbled myself. I was like, I was actually, this is my mentality was so wrong, you know, and how yeah. I'm a man and I'm going to, I'm just going to keep putting myself in horrible situations. If I live like this whole, I'll make a plan, don't worry, whatever the case might be. And I think that's, it was around that period when I realized that, you know what? And, oh, and then one of your favorite people, Tola, <laughs> Because <laughs> so because he would say things like I mean him I, are still beefing so, all these years later. So, so he would say things like, um, you know, ah, I don't have ah, this month is so tough. I've only got nine k disposable income. That time I'm like, whatever do you mean? Because <laughs> that's you know so I so don't even I have, don't exactly. even have two k disposable Exa- income. It's all going yeah. it's all going exactly. to bills and exactly. rent. So and I was like, what the hell, you know? And so I'm like, geez, this is so intense. And then when, then when you, um, and then, yeah, so it's all around this time when the mentality had to shift, when I had to, and had to learn and force myself to be more transparent with you, yeah. um, which is, I think that was the main biggest turning point for um, how I approached finances and our relationship. But yes, still a difficult conversation to have. Yeah. But now it's easier. It's becoming more and more easier to have a conversation around finances. But funny you talk about Japan because I think Japan was my turning point. Um, not necessarily in our relationship, but in terms of having access to enough money. I wouldn't even say that it was a lot. Yeah. Yes, I was earning more. But in order for that money to stretch, because I think living costs or were so expensive or yeah, the, yeah just transport everything like that to make sure that i had everything covered Mm. and then as well as savings because i didn't want to waste that opportunity and then as well as like i wanted i wanted you to share the experience with me i wanted to travel i wanted to do things so that's when i really learned to stretch my money. And I mean, yeah. thanks to also my friends like Makina and Simone, who like in America also, there's so many like clever discounts yeah, and yeah. credit card points and things like that. So there was also ways to be smart with your money, um, yeah. easier ways that that's, that's really where I learned to be a lot more diligent Yeah. Um, with finances. Um, but just to wrap, you know, for me, it was so difficult to come to you and say listen this, this is what I, yeah and to be transparent with something like that you know and oh i remember the fights around that yeah and i think you know i look back at that now i just imagine like some, what you're saying earlier it's like going on a journey together i couldn't imagine how i would be feeling if let's say that was a secret that i'd be yeah holding on to you know uh, yeah i think transparency has been the best thing for us yeah. i think knowing what each other's earning at any yeah. given point. You know, yeah. like I said, I knew what you were earning when you came to Joburg. Yeah. We had discussions around that. You knew what I was earning, mm. my little peanuts. I mean, I don't know how other people feel about this and we're actually gonna we're yeah, actually quite interested talk. to know are you are you as transparent with your partner? Do you does your partner know exactly how much you're earning? I mean, so with yeah. Odidi and I that's exactly the situation. Yeah. And occasionally we don't we're not as regular yeah with it but we also sit down and we budget and we say okay 
what can I do financially with this is how much I have yeah. and this is how much I can contribute to our joint expenses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that comes from both of us. I think it starts, the starting point is, this yeah. is how much I have and being honest about it because the worst thing is somebody checking your account. You say you only have 50 rand and then you have two grand <laughs> and somebody's like, so I've been carrying the weight of something or I've been, you know, I think yeah. transparency is important, honesty, 100%. saying what you can do. And I think the equal respect, like yeah. I'll never say to Odidi, oh, cause I'm a woman or I'm earning less or whatever the case may be. No, I'm not going to do this. You miss, it's your responsibility yeah, yeah, to yeah. sort this out. I think, with the relationship, it ebb and flows and your situation changes. Like exactly. in Japan, I was earning more and he was earning less than he, when I came back, I was unemployed and he was earning obviously more. And then now it ebbs and flows where he's an entrepreneur yeah. and his money comes and goes and mine as well. I'm a commission only earner. So we figure it out and we yeah, make exactly. it work. Um, but yeah, just to reiterate, I would like to hear from you guys, um, how how's it if if especially if you live with your partner not yeah. not necessarily just that live, solely that yeah, but but long term yeah long term how do you navigate finances finances yeah do, do you tell your partner what you earn or is that something you don't do and you can be anonymous yeah please share with us send us voice notes and let us know um yeah yeah and if you have any questions as well we, we we're an open book exactly just don't ask us how much we earn <laughs> <laughs> zero but, but yeah um, um, but yeah. yeah um follow us on instagram at the great and grind pod yes yeah all right guys we out <laughs>